Welcome to the Molt Afflictions Podcast, where we share our experiences, speak our truth, and just put it all on the table in hopes that it helps you, someone, anyone get the help they need or to just figure out whatever you're struggling with. Adversity introduces us to who we are, and we can't go it alone. All right, episode number three in the books. I love this episode, not only because I think my guest is the man, but because this episode made me reflect on vulnerability, acceptance, open-mindedness, and how we grow. You see, it's not natural for me to want to be vulnerable. I want to hide in the abyss of my thoughts and feelings and let no one in. But I know if I do that, I will erode, digress, and quite possibly relapse, which would destroy my life and could kill me. Shane who's my guest today, and I were able to share some vulnerable thoughts and feelings we had, and it turns out we had more in common than we thought. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the magic of being vulnerable. We connect, and when we connect, we no longer feel alone or scared. Another issue that came up for me was how I need to constantly be in acceptance of myself and of others. Because if I'm just walking around life thinking, what I know is what I know, and I don't care what other people's perspective or experiences are, and if I don't agree with something they say, then I'm going to just write them off entirely. Well, if I did that, then I'd be missing out on a lot. Shane and I are both men of God. God is everything to us, but I also know that some of you, probably a lot of you, don't get down with God, and that's okay. That's your thing, and it's your life. Who am I to judge? It sure doesn't mean that I can't learn and grow from your experiences and from what you have to say. So all I ask of myself and of you is to be open-minded. Not everything you hear will be for you. But if you can get one thing out of many that can help you, then that's all that matters. So without further ado, who the hell says that? I'd like to introduce to you my next guest, Shane Raymer, a sober man, a man of God, a family man, founder and creator of That Sober Guy Podcast, and an overall amazing dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Raymer. All right, so I have my guest here, Shane, and uh, Shane Raymer, and he's got a uh, badass podcast, and he's, um, he's a warrior of recovery as well. He's done some amazing things, but instead of me telling who you are, Shane, I'd like for you to kind of introduce yourself because you can do better than I, I can. And while you're introducing yourself, I was wondering if you could just share a little bit of your story and your journey through recovery and how it's been and how you got here. Yeah, uh, Sherman. Uh, number one, uh, Jeremy, thanks for having me on your podcast today, man. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I love the Molt cause and um, just the whole parallel of recovery and, and shedding old skin and, and, and becoming this new, uh, this new person, this new man for me. And that's something that I've been able to, to do and continue to do, uh, because it's a practice for me because I still screw shit up often. Um, but man, it's so much better today than it was, uh, just a little over eight years ago. I I quit drinking alcohol on September 11th, uh, 2013, uh, I checked myself into a 30-day uh, rehab in Sebastopol, California, called Azure Acres, and uh, really got a lot of love for those uh, for those guys over there. And that organization really helped to set the foundation uh, in in this new new kind of life for me. Um, I uh, 
you know, I, I later went on just actually six months out of rehab um, to start that Sober Guy podcast. I, I have a background in, in music and I always kind of wanted to be in the music industry. And I realized with that uh, came, or at least I thought at the time came uh, drinking and drug use and just trying to be as crazy as I could. And um, after ha- I had my daughter and uh, got married, realized that lifestyle, number one, it really wasn't sustainable. Uh, I was doing construction at the time as well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying, trying to pay the bills. And, uh, um, you know, it got to a point where the, the drinking, especially, um, it just really, it, it overtook me really, really fast. And, uh, I, I was exhausted, you know, at, at, uh, at this, at that point. Um, so, you know, fast forward to now, you know, going through rehab and cutting that out. Like I, there was something missing with the music because I had kind of realized that I, that that wasn't maybe my path, but I still, till this day, have a great love for music. I have a great love for, um, for media and and creating shit. I'm an artist. And that kind of led me in into podcasting. And, um, I just kind of sat up in bed one night and told my lady, I was like, babe, like, I'm going to start a podcast and just share my recovery. And, and I had kind of done a little research into it. I, I didn't see that there was much out there at the time. You had Dr. Drew and you had Anna David. And I think there was an AA podcast at the time. Those were kind of the only three that I had found. And, and so I just kind of just dove into it. And uh, man, to today, like, I'm so grateful that I'm, uh, you know, alcohol free, number one, and learning and growing as a father, as a husband, as, um, as a man. Um, and I get a great opportunity because of that, because of that first initial spiritual awakening and cutting alcohol out, which was numbing me uh, for so many years. I created a podcast inside a corporate um, a company, a Fortune 500 company, where I do podcasting for a living. And um, in turn, you know, when it boils down, I help dudes stay sober and find purpose. And like, there's nothing, um, there's nothing more, um, uh, just there's nothing more that I'm grateful for than the opportunity to be able to, to kind of do that. So, and of course, uh, being a father, man, like my kids are the shit and they're, they're hilarious and yeah, I love it, man. So that's it in a nutshell. I know it's a little all over the place, but you know, no, I appreciate you, you, the, the opportunity. You were spot on, man. You weren't all over the place. You were pretty linear. So thanks. Appreciate that. Um, I didn't know that at the time you started a podcast that you, I mean, you're essentially, you're a pioneer in the recovery podcast world. Cause there wasn't much out there. Um, uh, what year did you start it again? Uh, let's see. Sober guy launched in, uh, in April of 2014. Okay. Wow. So what was that like for you, man? What was that process like? Cause if you're anything like me, like fear is such a strong, strong emotion for me. Right. You know, I just got to get crippled by fear so much. And that's at first when I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Most people are like, it's challenging for a lot of people who start to do something and they don't know how to do it. Like that's always challenging. But for me, it's like super challenging. It just brings up a lot of shit for me, you know, from like childhood and everything. And, you know, so for me during this process, there's a lot of fear, the fear of failure, fear of like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, like the daily struggle. Can I do this? Am I worth it? All this, you know, just all the, the bad shit that you tell yourself. I mean, was that, what was that process like for you starting this kind of not even, you know, in this new industry, this new field that you've never experienced before. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that, dude. Thanks for sharing that too. And I just want you to know that like, I relate to that 100% and have had and continue to have a lot of those same feelings in the day. It, it just, every, it's just like, I've, I've learned to just like, just learn how to accept it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, now I'm learning tools to kind of deal in and understand that stuff. Cause I think awareness is like, number one, like, just, just like you said, like you're, you're aware of that stuff. Like I'm aware of it. So identifying it is like, boom, man, we're already one step ahead in the game on that. Um, you know, I, I think for, for me it, to, to kind of go back to the question in, in launching it just six months sober, like not like at the, see, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a roadcaster pro right now, which is like my favorite piece of podcasting equipment that finally came out. There wasn't anything like this back then. So I luckily I, with the music background, I had all kinds of different equipment in, in my home studio where I could kind of piece together and, and figure out with um, some help from guys like Pat Flynn and uh, John Lee Dumas. Uh, uh, and they were doing these podcast courses and different things like that. And then just kind of trial and error. But there was a ton of fear, man. Like there was a ton of um, like if you're anything like me, Jeremy, and a lot of us in recovery are man, perfectionism is the enemy, man. Like it, like it, and it, it's, and I've learned that procrastination is fear of failure at this point. So, uh, and I'll give you a great example. Uh, and this is an active example right now. I'm uh, in the process of creating a, um, a, a, a 30 day, um, men's, uh, it's called quit drinking, dude, the ultimate men's guide, uh, to quitting alcohol and staying sober for 30 days or more, right? I've been compiling, it's a, it's a daily podcast thing and I've been procrastinating on it. And I have excuses like why and this, I'm busy and I have a corporate gig and I'm a dad and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I probably need to be a little more like targeted on, on my time in doing that. And one of the great things about launching Sober Guy is, man, I don't know if it was just like the the motivation and the vulnerability at that point, like being six months sober and being so hungry to like, just get after it. I just dove in and I just took the the hits and the failures and the things along the way and just have continued to try to improve. And I think it's just a practice. It's like this process, like anything, man, where we're just trying to get a little better each day. And I continue to do that with sober guy. Like some days I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just like, all right, we'll try this today. You know, so so. what do you do in that? And when you, when you're in fear, you catch yourself in fear, you have the awareness, right. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like you said, you developed tools, right. To help you get through that stuff. Like what are the tools? What's your process like? Because I'd, I'd be interested to know for, for my own benefit, but I'm sure anyone listening would like to know like what people do when they're struggling, like how they get through it. Because like you said, like having the awareness around your struggle is one thing. Sometimes I don't know how to deal with it. You know, it's like, I don't know where to go because the fear of something has just kind of crowded my, my, my mind so much that it's just on hyperdrive. So yeah. like, what are some techniques and tools that you use or I, I, you're a 12 step guy, right? I am. Yes. Yeah, I have a 12 as well. background. I'm also a Jesus guy, man. I, I'll be loving some Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, I love Jesus that's, too, yeah. man. That's a big part of my, um, of just my practice and, and, and lifestyle. And, um, that ain't perfect either. You know, I'm not one of those Christian dudes who sits up and acts like everything's cool. Like it's dude, it's a, like, I'm, I'm a flawed human being, you know? And I think that recognizing that and just like trying to, do my best each day 
is not is is the first first part in in that awareness that you kind of pointed out but also like seeking counsel around me like be like I'm in a mastermind group and uh we just kicked off our our first new session this morning actually and so having having other men around me whether it's in um like a, a 12 step setting or a, a men's group at our church or a mastermind group with homies um a sponsor, a mentor, that, that is what has helped bring me along the way because like addiction and alcoholism wants to isolate us and make us feel like we're alone. And like, we, we got this and you know, we're good and we can, I'm a man, I'm a grown man. I got this shit. I can do it on my own. Like that's, you know, a lot, a lot of that mentality has been um, etched in us as kids. And number one, I have no problem with masculinity and being a man's man. Like I I love that. And, um, at the same time, what is a man's man today? You know, maybe it's a little different than what our, our, our dads and our grandpas thought we can still carry on a lot of those, of those values and those, um, traditions. But at the same time, we're in a new, it, it kind of in a new phase of life where we can, it's okay to be open and talk about some of the shit that we're going through. That's what helps us be, be better men. So I would say counsel is a big one. Prayer, meditation, uh, my walks in the morning are huge. Um, and, uh, just being open to being teachable and continue learning. Like I'm never going to arrive. Like I want to learn shit as long as I can. It's a constant process, right? It's a growth constantly. It's like, we're constantly molting. Right. And, um, a couple of things came out of that. What you said is like, what, what does it, what does it look like in today's world? What it is to be a man? Like, how does that look? And it's different. It's different from like what our fathers, you know, from their day and stuff. And I think today it calls for men to be vulnerable. Right. I think is we're just in a society where there's just so much out there. There's we're just constantly inundated with all these images of like what life should be and how it should, you know, and, and that's really not what life is. That's a, that's a small portion of like what we're shown of like what life is, but it's um, people are struggling out there and mm-hmm. people are struggling to find themselves. They're struggling to get through the issues that they're, they're dealing with. And I think being vulnerable is the biggest, one of the biggest strengths that we as men are just in, in people in general, but men, especially is to be vulnerable with one another to share, like, you know what, like I'm, I'm not doing good. And for me to say, like, when you said, you are a perfectionist. Like if I'm like you, yes, I am a perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect. I expect myself to hop on this call with you today and to just kill it. Right. And just destroy it because like, a, like you're in the game, you've been in the game, you're a success. You know what you're doing. Like your voice just sounds like this is what you were born to do. Like I've listened to your sessions and everything. And I'm like, shit, you know, my insecurities, like I want to impress Shane Raymer. I want to like, you know, I want him to be like, give me the gold star and I want all these things, you know? Yeah. And, um, but by me telling you that, man, that's like, kind of like, it can be somewhat embarrassing, like for me to expose my insecurity around this or my fears. Like I'm a grown ass man. I'm 39 years old, bro. I got almost 14 years of recovery. Like, nope. you know, thanks man. And like, I, in my mind, I should be further. I should be able to conquer this. I should be able to know how to get on, hop on a, on an interview with Shane and, and just conquer it. And I should be able to do this and that. And that's like, well, fuck that, man. That's what you're talking about. And that's the struggle and the the insecurities and all of the things that we deal with in, in our own head. 
And you're so right too. On you said a few good things. I'm trying to kind of uh, work through them, but only one, a few, one of bro. Them, Come on. Only a few. That's it. That's it, Come Jeremy. On, <laughs> <laughs> I want more, man. Come on. <laughs> I love it, man. No, I, it's just you know, it, in 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 being vulnerable, it's kind of how it, it kicked off, right? And so, thank you for that, number one, and just for sharing that. Um, and I too go struggle and go through the same things, even even today. And one of them that you said is like, I should be here. Like, I, I think I should be further along than I am. And it sounds like you thought the same thing or you think the same thing in those thoughts. Like we've all had those at some time or even actively now. And it's like, man, what if I took a step back from that and just said, like, like look at my feet and just say, I'm here right now. Like, this is where I am. This is the active moment. Like, this is this is me being aware in the moment right now. We talk about a lot about being in the moment and staying, you know, one day at a time, all the old cliches from sure. 12 step. And there are cliche. And sometimes I cringe when I hear some of them, but many of them are so on point, um, you know, in just staying in the moment and understanding that like, we're con- if we're staying teachable and able to learn, then we're constantly growing. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly getting better. And, we're, and we, we might think we should be a little bit further ahead than, um, than we are, but we're not, we're, we're here right now. And so let's just maximize like what we're doing in the moment, the projects we're working on, the ability to, you know, lead our families, like whatever that looks like. And I think that helps to, helps to move the ball forward a little bit each, each day, but it's not easy, man. That's, that's for damn sure, dude. Like I, I still struggle with a lot of that same, same stuff. You know, life is, life is tough, man. Thank you for sharing that. But life, life is, is tough. At least my experience it is. And I think being sober isn't, isn't easy living a sober life. It isn't, it's damn sure a lot easier than the alternative. Right. You know, at least it was for me, like I was a junkie and there's just, I mean, life was going to end if I, if I didn't, if I didn't find recovery, but, um, what I got out of you, your, what you just said is, is presence, man. And, and you touched on like what your tools are is like prayer and meditation and all the cliches of AA and stuff like that. It's like when we, because anxiety comes from either the past, the shame comes from the past, anxiety comes from the future. And, and if we're present, we're truly present, you know, that's when, that's when I'm happiest. And for me, it's really hard to achieve as a business owner and all these other ventures i'm trying to like i'm constantly trying to grow and i'm constantly constantly focused on like what's ahead of me what's ahead of me rather than dealing with what's in front of me or what is happening right now in this moment and um you know and I, and i think in today's society too that is a huge problem and i think mental health issues are like really skyrocketing i mean if you look at the numbers they are yeah. right a lot of people have mental health issues but addiction as well um, and it's, I go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's, it, that's tough because I, and I, and I, I, I relate to what you're saying about, um, being in the moment and that's kind of what, what we were talking about, but it, it's, I've also ran into issues like we're, we're also taught and we can apply this to business or family or whatever, like to set goals. Like we still want to have goals. And I would ask my sponsor about this. Like, well, how am I supposed, if you're telling me to be in the moment all the time and only do what's in front of me. Like how in the shit am I supposed to get here if like I'm not setting goals and, you know, having um, deadlines and all that kind of stuff. So there has to be some sort of middle, middle ground. And 
Um, like an example I just thought of too, is I had it, I, I meet with, um, with my sponsor usually on, on Thursdays. We, we met yesterday actually, but, um, I'm up against a big decision right now on, on like relocating with our family right now. And so we have two paths we can go down and, and, um, and it's been really, really tough to like decide what we're going to do. And I was talking to him about it and I said, you know, this and that, and this and that. And he goes, Shane, he goes, what if you took a step back and realized that there's no wrong decision? There's just a decision. And I was like, man, that's kind of good. Like, okay, so let me just, instead of beating myself up over this or that, or if I do this, that's going to, cause I, I like to play chess. You know, I like to like look and I want to try to stay ahead of the game. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually like that mentality, but can, it can also be kind of a curse if I'm not, if I'm not careful with it, you know? For sure. I mean, at that point, you're trying to play God, right? Exactly. It's like exactly. You're trying. Yeah. You're trying. You're you're in self will control. Yeah. You're trying to be in control, and I mean that's essentially how we got to recovery, right? Is is yep. oh, well, we surrendered, right? We let go of control. That's how we initially accepted the fact that we needed to be in recovery. But for me, for using, right, it was controlling the outcome of what's happening inside of me at all mm. times. And if it's like if I'm high. I'm okay. That's what's right inside of me, you know? And so it's, I think it's in our nature, uh, you know, as human beings, yes, but especially as people in recovery in our nature, don't want to control every outcome. So um, yeah. And presence is, is a, it's one of the hardest things for me to do. And meditating also is one of the hardest things for me to do because I end up leaving meditation, like almost in a panic attack. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck just happened? <laughs> so yeah. You know, so like I said, I had got some mental health issues and I'm really not ashamed of saying that, like, you know, like I experience anxiety and panic attacks and sometimes depression, but like there's strength in sharing that because other people who are out there don't, if they feel like they have that, like they can't achieve, we talked about goals. They can't achieve their goals. They can't get to where they want to get to in life because they have this this issue about them. And it's not about like a victim mentality, right? It's about an acceptance. And I know I was listening to your podcast with buddy C, Mm. um, which is great, man. And I loved, I loved your, your guys back and forth and your dialogue. Right. And it's like, he said, Taoism, right. And it's just about like, it's about acceptance like accepting who you are and where you're at and not comparing yourself to others. Yeah. I don't have so much, like I definitely have a problem with drinking and drugs. Like, man, it was, it was bad. Right. But my real problem is like, I don't know how to feel shit. Like I hate feeling and I still struggle. Like my, my lady was watching, um, I don't even know what show it's called, but she's like into this show. And I came up to bed one night and I, and, um, I was kind of laying down and I, I turned, I said, man, like, what is this feeling show that you're watching? And it was just like real dramatic. And like, you know, like it was right up her alley. She likes that kind of stuff, which is cool. But I said, man, I could never watch this. Cause I hate feeling like there's a lot of emotions in there, you know, yeah. that's why I drink, you know? So I guess, I, I guess I'm on a path um, of learning and accepting like how to feel like joy, uh, happiness, anger, sadness, yeah. um, disappointment, all those things, man, that like ate me up as a, as a, a kid and a young man. Um, I'm, I'm kind of learning how to cope with them and deal with them. And, and hopefully here's the biggest win in all of this, like podcast out the door, career out the door, all that shit out the door. The biggest win in this is breaking that cycle for my kids and being there for them to show them and, and not tell them, but try to be the best example of like a father, 
a, a man, a dad, um, and, and be able to, to communicate that kind of stuff to them, to help them on their own path too. And I have to remember that, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that must be probably the most rewarding feeling there is like, I don't have kids and maybe one day I will, I don't know. Um, but being able to be a father and father the way in, and help them grow and be an example and teach them the things that like I wasn't taught, you know what I mean? Because we know what our struggles are, man. We know where they came from for the most part where we have the awareness, like, and we know a lot of that comes from childhood and it's all learned and it's or, or the lack thereof of the things that we needed. And so it's um, doing that must be the most rewarding thing, but that's also what we get to do. And that's what you actually do for others, right? That sober guy podcast, like you have a lot of resources for people who are trying to find recovery or in recovery. If you want to talk about those resources and how you contribute yeah. and help you up, how you help others get sober. I'd love to know that. Man. Yeah. I, um, so, I mean, the, the podcast obviously is like kind of the main, the main hub. We, we, ha I do monologue episodes. We have guests on, um, we're, we're starting to, um, kind of move maybe into this live streaming format here coming soon, which is, which is exciting and scary at the same time. Right. Cause it's something new. Yeah. It sounds like um, a horrible idea. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm like, what the fuck's happening? We did one two weeks ago with my buddy Nick Rucker, and it was fun, man. We just, it's just kind, of, it was kind of like a test run and just live stream on on YouTube, and we're able to take questions and, um, you know, but uh, it's and and that's another thing I struggle with is doing trying to do everything on my own. So, um, our buddy Nate, who is here uh, helping you today, that's something I want to actually talk to him a little bit about, probably after this call or later on in the week, is like. I need some help, you know, and, and I, I think that's a good thing for me to admit even right now on, um, you know, on the podcast and just in general, like it's okay to ask for help. And obviously I'm still learning that shit. Thank God I asked for help to get sober eight years ago. That was the best decision ever, but like, I still have to have to do that these days. And so if someone out there's listening, they're like, man, well, I don't know. How do I ask for help? Like, where do I reach out? Like who, do, where do I go? We have a page set up um, and uh, it's a, um, is it resources or get help? I can't remember now. I'll have to go, I'll have to go look. I'll, I'll check it out in just a second, but we have lists of meetings on there. Um, there is um, a, a 6 a.m., a 12 o'clock meeting, uh, and then a 6 p.m. These are all Pacific time. Um, just digital Zoom, uh, 12 step meetings that are on there. My, my sponsor, Buddy, uh, who you mentioned earlier, Buddy C, he started one of them. It's called the Fourth Dimensioners. It's a great resource, great meeting. Um, a lot of good people in there. Um, we also obviously have the podcast. We have some digital um, courses and programs that we offer to help dudes. We have a, one of my favorite things is our locals group. We have a men's uh, sober guy locals. Uh, so you can, I think it's at soberguypodcast.locals.com or you can download the app there. And we're just constantly engaging and growing that group daily. There's new dudes hopping in there uh, every day just to hold each other accountable and to um, be able to shoot the shit, you know, to be able to share if we need to. And I, it's not, we just started that in uh, I think March of this year. So it's still fairly new. And, um, yeah, I mean, and then Instagram, you can always holler at me. It's at that sober guy podcast on there. I, I try to answer all messages and emails and all that stuff and just try to be 
of service. And like, it's not me. Like I'm not fixing anybody. I'm not doing, I'm not anything great. I just want to be a bridge to help bridge that gap for dudes like to get some help or be able to talk to someone if they need to, you know, and just try to try to keep it simple, man. And, and two last thing, I want to fucking have fun too. Like I want to have fun with it. Like I, like there's nothing worse than like being in that position where you're like, man, I want to get sober, but man, how it's going to be so boring and lame. And like, I had all those thoughts. Like, it's not true. It's total BS. Like you can have a great time, still be sober um, and have fun, not be hung over the next day, create real relationships, like have real friendships that actually mean something. They're not just, Hey bro, are you going to come out on my boat tomorrow, bro? And then you wake up and you're like, fuck, I don't even have a boat. Like, what was I talking about last night? Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure, man. And having fun. Yeah. And that's important too. And I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because like, you know, I, I, I just recalled myself saying like being sober is hard and life's hard. Like, it has those moments. Yes. Absolutely. And you know what I mean? But I mean, it gives me so many opportunities and life is amazing because I'm sober. So I just, you know, I, I don't, I want to, I want to promote, you know, but I also want to promote survival. But I also want to be realistic too, because like, it's not all butterflies and zebras and moons and fairy tales, which is, that's a Jimmy yep. Hendrix lyric, I think. Um, <laughs> Little yeah. wing. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, and ha- having fun and that's, that's, that's where it's at. In my experience, I've tried other shit. That's the only way for me to stay sober, right? Is that, I mean, do you, for people that are listening, if they, cause they, AA has a stigma, right? Not sure. let alone with a stigma of addiction and alcoholism. That's a whole separate thing, which I want to ask, talk to you about in a minute, but is the stigma of AA and getting sober. Do you think, or have you experienced other ways to get sober? Do you know what other people do other than AA in order to get sober? Because I haven't, I haven't had that experience. You know, I, I, I think my recovery is just kind of, it's been on this like ever growing path. It's kind of the theme today, right? We've, we've kind of come back to that a few times and, you know, it's, it's been this path of like practice and, and trying new things too, like stepping out. I think that's one, I think that's one reason that people really enjoy uh, that sober guy podcast and just the platform itself is because I'm not like dogmatic. It's like, it's this way. And that's the only way I understand that people are in different places in their lives. They're at different places in their recovery. They have different backgrounds. My, like, I want to be a place where people can, I can ask questions. I can provide resources, but at the end of the day, people have to figure this stuff out on their own. So they might have to try 12 step and, and figure out that they hate it. Or they might have to try 12 step and figure out, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I didn't, I, I've been missing this, you know? And so I think that they're, I think everyone's a little bit different in what they adhere to, what they connect with. Um, I do know, I do know limited folks who do nothing and they've just, they're, they're still sober. Are they working a spiritual program? No, not for me to judge, but I, you know, it's a little different. I can see that you know, because, sure. um, it's, it's not just about not drinking. There's so much more to it. Um, and 100%. you know, and I, I think, um, so, and I'll share this, this is just, this is just my personal views and experience and love. Like I, I love Jesus. I love God. I have a firm foundation in that. Mm-hmm. And that has, there, there has been a, a, a continuous growth in that. And one of the, I heard of my, my buddy, Jeremy White, he's pastor Jeremy from Valley church in, in Vacaville. 
And uh, he um, he said he said something recently that that really stuck out. He said, "We think that we're pursuing God, right?" And and any look, and and I don't like I know in in the room sometimes people go, "Well, God, like they have issues with that." I I get it. Everyone's different, man. So like, this is to your own interpretation. You know what I mean? Like make sure. it make it what you want. But like, we think that we're pursuing God this whole time. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue and I'm going to do this. And I'm gonna, and, and he reframed it up recently. He said, we're not pursuing God. God's been pursuing us for our whole lives. We just never knew it. Like I'm a front, like God was pursuing me for, and I was raised Catholic. I was raised in the Catholic church. I did catechism and I did the whole ritualistic and um, you know, the, the very, very traditional um, you know, and, and no, no disrespect. I got mad respect for my family and all the Catholics out there, but it's just like, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, there was something that wasn't connecting with me in that, you know, and, and then go off for 17 years drinking and doing dumb stuff. Like God was constantly in pursuit of me in that process. And I only really have been able to realize that like in this progress that's, um, that's, that's been, that's been being made, so like with 12 step to kind of tie this back together, um, with 12 step for me, God has been at the foundation of everything, but there's been a bunch of different moving components around it. And I've had to like fail and learn and grow and, and get wins. Um, and, uh, I've also too had to learn how to accept compliments, bro. Like, so when you said you're great, like, dude, thank you, man. And I don't say that like, um, being arrogant or anything like that, like it's okay for us to, be able to take compliments and be okay, man. Like, yeah, like I, I am doing something right. Cool. Thank you, bro. Like I can look at you and just say, thank you. Instead of going, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. Cause we self deprivate sometimes. And I think yeah. that's something that, um, you know, there's a balance in that. We don't want to be arrogant assholes either. You know, I'm the fucking best, but like, humility. It's okay. yeah, exactly. Humility, bro. A hundred percent. Cause we're our own worst enemy. We're like, oh, well, yeah, that's great. But I'm going to pick out the the three or four things that I didn't do perfect on it, even though it's pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, we have such high standards for ourselves. It's crazy. That's what I want this to be. I want this to be just whatever. I don't, I'm not trying to emulate anybody. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not trying to like, Oh, that person did this way, this way. I'm going to do it my way. And hopefully some people will listen hopefully they'll like it. And hopefully some people will get some help from it. You know, and um, and thank you for sharing about, you know, your your relationship with God and what God means to you and how it's uh, how it's been in, in your recovery and how, how I mean, God is at the base of my recovery as well. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think that 12 step is the only way to find recovery. It was just my way. You know, I tried to do it my way. I, I was dry for nine years and dry means just like not using drugs for anyone who's listening who doesn't know. And drugs and alcohol weren't the problem for me. They were, they were a solution. They were just the worst fucking solution for me. Right. They were a solution to my, yeah. uh, to go at, you know, a here it's like, you know, uh, my spiritual malady. Right. You know, but I had so, so many issues and drugs and alcohol at the time were, were a solution for me until they weren't. Um, can I, can I add a little something to your last question though, real, real quick about hundred percent. man. Step. I just, I, I want to just point out that it doesn't matter if it's 12 step. It doesn't matter if it's um, a group. It doesn't matter if it's a church group or a men's group or a master, whatever it is like, there's one thing for me that I've found that is so important, whether it's a, 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 a group on Facebook or locals or whatever it's fellowship. 
It's yeah. being in fellowship with other dudes or other people, you know, for the, for the ladies out there, if there's ladies listening to this too, um, you know, being around other people who have gone through similar things, who are trying to better themselves, who are like, what's that old Jim Rohn quote? Like we're like the, the five most people we hang around. So who are you hanging around? Like who, who are the people surrounding you? Who's your counsel? Those are the types of things like they are going to help us move forward and get through the shit that we're trying to deal with. So like fellowship is like number, number one, right yeah. up at the top. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. And the pandemic was very hard for me because it removed a lot of that, you know, and uh, I mean, fellowship, right. But community, that's what fellowship is, is community. And it's like, we can't do it alone. We just, we cannot do it alone. I do want to know your opinion on whether or not you think alcoholism and addiction is a disease. And if you, if you think it's nature or nurture or both. Mm, and such a great question, such a controversial question for many so controversial. people too. And so I'll try to, uh, I'm not going to try to dance around it. Actually. I'm just going to hit it head on in, in what I think. And this, this is, this is my, uh, you know, this is my take on it. Um, I believe that, that, um, that, that, well, there's not any scientific evidence to my knowledge that proves that it's a hundred percent a disease. I haven't seen it yet. I've read, I don't know if anybody is familiar with Stanton Peel. There's a book called the diseasing of America. And then there's also a book called the set. Uh, it's the seven steps to, is it curing addiction? I don't, it's up in my closet. I don't have it in front of me, but he's done some really great work in the aspect of looking at this topic. Is it, a, is it a disease? Is it not a disease? And one of the examples he gives that, that just like hit, and, and by the way, I'm a 12 step dude. Like I believe in that, like, it, but this is, this is the process of an evolving person, an evolving human being who continues to learn. And maybe you change your mind on things and you learn new things. You go, wait a minute, that that's not what I thought it was or whatever. So this, I, I love it. Like this example he gave, he, he would be at set these seminars and there'd be a, like hundreds of doctors and like people in healthcare and in recovery and stuff in the room. And he would ask them, he would say, how many of you smoked before? And let's just say, you know, three quarters of the room goes up or half the room goes up and their hands go up. And he said, okay. Um, and actually, let me set this up too. smoking. Um, and, and I've asked my aunt who was a 25 plus year heroin addict, this actually on one of the first podcast episodes we ever did, like how hard it was to quit heroin. And she said it was extremely difficult, but quitting smoking was harder. And that's been a, that's been a general theme that I have heard from, from doctors and, and, and from other people as well. So I just wanted to kind of preface that. So the hands go up and he asked them how many of you went to rehab or went to 12 step to quit smoking? Or I think before that it was how many of you quit and like almost every hand goes down. Right. So how many of you did that? And, and nobody's hand goes up, you know? So I, that kind of made me start thinking, I don't know. I'm not an expert in it. I don't have all the answers here, but it did make me think, wow. When I went to rehab, I smoked for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, pretty regular, regularly. And I quit cold Turkey in rehab. I just quit. Now, what was that from? Was it because I went through the steps to quit smoking? Not necessarily. I, I went through the steps to deal with life stuff, which has been huge. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing. 
Um, you know, but there, there was, there was a parallel there and there was something that wasn't kind of lining up once I heard that example. And so as I've kind of continued on in my own, my own, um, you know, way in this, I'm not sure that it's a disease. I can't say that. I don't think I could a hundred percent confidently say that it is, or, um, that it's, it's not for some people think it is. I think that we're born sinners. And I think I have a problem with sin personally, like to, to put it very bluntly, that's the way I would like to, uh, to kind of, to kind of frame it up is like, that's why I need God. That's why I need to be saved. That is why, um, you know, I, I, I'm human, you know, and that's, that's just kind of a part of it. So I know that's a very, very kind of long-winded answer, I think, but it's a complex topic, man. And I think it's a, it's a debatable topic and I'm always open to hearing other opinions and stuff on it, but, um, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good question. Thanks, bro. (laughs) Thanks. No, thanks for answering. I know it is a difficult one because it's, it's controversial in, 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 you know, I think cause there's a, the stigma and, uh, you know, people who don't understand addiction just think like we're a bunch of losers and we just, you know, we, why can't you just stop? It's really not that like, it's not that easy. It's not that simple. You know, um, I, I personally feel like I was born this way. Um, you know, I have two brothers and they're raised in the same environment and they're totally cool, you know, but like me, I'm, I'm not, you know, I was, I was born this way, but I think it's a bit of both, man. I think it's, I think it's nature, uh, which ties into you're born a sinner. Right. And, um, you know, and I think nurture accelerates that nature. Um, but, um, yeah, man, I really appreciate you, you, sh- you sharing your, your opinion yeah, on I that. I know I it's a it. difficult one to answer. I'm glad you asked it though, because it's, it's actually came up quite a bit lately. And I've talked with my sponsor a little bit about it and um, it's, you know, and I talked with a buddy of mine um, who is a Christian about it too. And that's kind of where this, this, this mindset, um, you know, shift or growth has started to, to go into. So I don't think anyone's asked me that before. I appreciate you asking it, man. Of course, man. Yeah. And uh, smoking, right. The whole thing you said about smoking. Um, you know, it's, it's harder to quit than, than it is heroin. Sure. Um, because yeah, I mean, my opinion on that is like, smoking isn't like destroying your life, (laughs) making it unmanageable. You're not on the side of the street, you know, you're not, you're not like, you know, solicit, you know, soliciting your, your body in order to get, you know, cigarettes and stuff like that. So like, yeah, the motivation is very different there. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I vape, right. So it's like hard for me to do it because like, there's nothing really like changing in my life. You know what I mean? I could vape. I could still be, you know, live my daily life. I can still work our program. Destroying your life. It's not destroying it. So, you know, I think. No, I I love it. And to be fair too, I never did heroin. So that's not personal experience to me. That's just coming from my aunt who, like I said, was a 20 plus year addict. So I just want to be fair. Like, I don't know what that's, what that's like, you know what I mean? But be you like you you liked booze you know your booze and you know heroin booze yeah. cocaine meth weed none of it it's all the same shit whatever takes you down takes you down right you know so at the end something of the day to, it's something to numb out like at the end yeah. of the day and that could be exactly. shopping it could be food like sugar like man that's another one i struggle with is like candy especially around halloween Dude, give me all twizzlers. the candy twizzlers oh, yeah. i'm a twizzler junkie bro i love twizzlers yeah. i like wake up in the middle of the night and like, <laughs> eat a handful of them it's not good <laughs> but listen man i know i know you gotta you gotta hop off um but i just want to give you an opportunity to plug anything you want to plug real quick if you want to just uh 
Yeah, no, I mean, if there's any way I can, I can help anybody or sober guy, you know, like I said, there's resources out there. You can go to, uh, that sober guy, it's www.thatsoberguy.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast, man. There's lots of resources, um, on the website and yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to, uh, to help if anyone needs anything. That's beautiful, man. Thank you. And if you could just say anything to the audience that, you know, words of inspiration or encouragement if you want, before you hop off. Yeah. Just, just don't give up. I think if, if you're struggling out there and you're, and you're back and forth, like just, just keep going. Like we only lose when we quit. Um, and obviously maybe we want to quit. We want to quit the substance or whatever. But what I mean is like quitting and just saying, ah, screw it. Like, I'm just going to just wow out and I'm not, I'm done. I stopped caring, you know, like don't do that. Like there's always hope. Um, God's got something for you out there. Whoever's listening to this, I know there's somebody right now who's going like, man, maybe you feel empty. You feel like there's no, no hope or, you know, any of those feelings, man, number one, you're normal. Like you're a human being you're supposed to feel, you know, number two, like there's something more out there for you. I believe we all have a divine plan on this earth. Um, and we all have a mission. We have goals. We have things to do. We have people to inspire by our own stories, so just hang in there, reach out if you need some help. And uh, I'm sure Jeremy's got resources. That sober guy's got resources. Um, man, just just reach out if you need. There's no shame in it. There's no no weakness in it. If anything, there's strength in weakness. Thank you so much for that. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I just want to thank you for coming out here today, man. Just doing this. Um, you're a true pro and you really made my job easy. Um, so it was kind of hard for me to fuck up with you on the other end of the mic. <laughs> Well, you did great, bro. You you really I, did. Do I get a gold star for the day, Dude, man? You because get like three gold stars, bro. Jeremy, like for real though. You because I feel like I just fucked up that outro. I was like, it's great, you know. I you, I, I just feel like I was like, I don't know. I should have said something different or whatever. But that's the whole. Great. Who cares, man? You should just leave this whole part in in at the end. In my opinion, you really did just do great. Like you you held the conversation well, and it was authentic and real, bro. And that's what people want. They want to hear real convos between two dudes just trying to help people. I mean, that's that's it, dude. Really good job. Thank you for having me on too. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope y'all got something out of it and liked what you heard. If you did. Can you please head on over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review? I'd really appreciate it. We're also on Spotify, so please hit that up as well. And stay tuned for a new episode drop every Tuesday. And head on over to wearmolt.com. That's W-E-A-R-M-O-L-T.com to check out our story and our clothing. And while you're at it, please give us a follow on IG at at wearmolt. Thanks again for listening. Remember, stay true to yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help help someone in need. Later.